Here we are, another week, another episode. Oh, how time flies. Uh, welcome back to our little podcast. Yeah, last week we chatted with a real live forest troll. If you haven't checked that one out, what is wrong with you? Right, uh, it was a good one for sure. <laughs> um, thanks again, Scuffles, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. We had a good time. Um, this week we weren't quite sure what we were going to talk about, so we decided to do a poll on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so we decided to let the people choose uh, between depression or vices. Um, and vices won pretty easily, even though I voted the other way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I think we may start doing that every week, uh, giving you guys the option of what comes next. Well, at least a 50 50 option. We have a lot of ideas lined up, so be sure to follow us on social media so you can be a part of the action. Yes, that sweet, mild action. <laughs> Hashtag born to be mild. Hashtag mild thing. Hashtag call of the mild. Hashtag I'm done. <laughs> it took me a minute to come up with us. Let's get started. Um, so uh, this week, like I said, we're going to talk about vices. Um, a vice is defined as an immoral or wicked behavior. I kind of think the ones we're going to talk about might not necessarily be that extreme. But when we right. think of vices, that's what we think of. Um, we all have them. Some just aren't as extreme. Uh, some people smoke, some people drink, some people buy things, some people do hard drugs. Um, yeah, we're here today to talk about the psychology of these vices and share some of our own. Um, so tell me, Bestie, what, uh, what, what's your number one vice you have? Oh, God. Um, I, I feel like I also feel like we're going to be very similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that, too. And the first thing I wrote down, I was like, well, that's definitely going to be on both of our lists. List is <laughs> our list is list disease, uh, <laughs> plural, plural. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think current life, uh, my biggest vice is buying things I don't need, but yeah. I want them so bad, <laughs> <laughs> and you need them most of them, I'm sure. Just like uh, well, I need, uh, I need them in my life, but I don't like need them to survive, yeah. um. Like, I'm staring at a table full of Haunted Mansion pop figures right now that I've gotten either myself from you or for Christmas. So, uh, there's like 30. <laughs> Do I need them? No. Did I want them so bad that I have them sitting on a table proudly displayed in my bedroom? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and when you look at it, how does it make you feel when you look at that display? It makes me, uh, it fills me with childlike wonder and makes yeah. me happy every single time I look at it. It's a beautiful thing. I have a few things I'm looking at myself that does the same. Yeah, I'm surrounded, I am surrounded right now uh, by uh, nerdy obsessions. <laughs> like when I look, I look to my right, I see the table with all of the top figures on it. I look to my left and I have a, a Thor piggy bank, <laughs> Bob <laughs> Ross bobblehead, uh, the tick. An old uh, Burger King toy. I think <laughs> Which one is it? Um, it's the uh, one with the brick wall where he's doing a handstand. It's one of those balancing toys. Balancing. Balancing I have that on same one. Yep. Uh, oh. Yep. Hashtag best days. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah and, and a perfect example of something I bought that I didn't need is I have a Bing Crosby uh, National Pro-Am Golf uh, Whiskey or Bourbon decanter that's you know mm. 40 years old. Why do I have it? Because. <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's why <laughs> Mind your business. That's why I have it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we really get in, because I, I have, I did write down some 
previous vices that I've had throughout my life. What is what is your biggest vice currently? Well, <clears throat> yours and I, uh, like I said, we're going to be pretty similar, and and I'm referring to the buying things that we don't need. Um, right. I am king of buying things I don't need. Uh, like, you, you know, you're looking around seeing all your things. I have a movie shelf. I have a bookshelf, pop figures, posters. My new, like, I have an addictive personality. That's my issue. Right. So if I get, if I cling on to something, like, I cling on to it tight. So my newest thing is, like, um, conventions are coming back this year, like horror conventions. And as you may or may not know, I love horror. Right. So, <laughs> um, all these people are coming. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I want to get them to sign something like Kane Hodder who played Jason Voorhees in the later movies is coming to one. And I'm like, I would love to get him to sign something. So I have a Jason Voorhees pop figure, but there's other people coming who I don't necessarily have anything besides a DVD or a Blu-ray. And that's kind of lame. So um, you were with me, gosh, two years ago when we went to Knoxville to the fanboy right. expo and we met uh, Doug Bradley from Hellraiser. I got a Hellraiser poster, got him to sign it. And we met the original Michael Myers from Halloween and, and got a poster and got him to sign it. Like, I love that. So last year, these conventions, instead of doing them, they did online things, which I'm not a big fan of that. Like, I'm not going to pay 100 bucks to be in a chat room with someone and get to ask a question. That's just not my thing. But some right. of the people were doing um, signings. So I wanted um, John Carpenter's autograph, but I couldn't afford it. But I got a uh, poster of uh, it's a vintage poster of the creature from the Black Lagoon, and I got the guy who played the creature that. to sign it, and I love that stuff. So there's three conventions coming up this year. So I've been buying posters, <laughs> <laughs> um, posters and books seem to be my vice right now. Movies are always going to be that thing. Sorry, Jameson, I'm going to buy physical copies of movies. He scolded us <laughs> about that, but out of nowhere. Out of, well, it was, he, that was literally was, out of no. I think he was listening to the podcast at the time, and he was trying to live tweet it by texting us. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, my thing is, you, you know, the episode we could have talked about depression uh, is something I've struggled with for a very long time. So my vices kind of tie into my depression. Am I as depressed as I was back in the day? No, not necessarily. Things are definitely better in my life. Um, but I still get down sometimes. My issue is I work down the road from Great Escape. I live down the road from the other Great Escape. So I'm at work. I'm having a crap day. You know where I'm going on lunch? I'm going to Great Escape. Now, I might not necessarily find anything, but sometimes I do. And I do that to make myself feel better. So my, my main vice, <clears throat> besides food, because I'm fat, is buying things. And I'll send you pictures because you're the only one who truly <laughs> understands me. Um <laughs> Like hashtag, understands enables right treat yourself like that's my thing like treat yourself so like I, i'm in a bad mood you know uh i'm just sitting there and i'm like oh uh the co-creator of ren and stimpy is doing autograph posters like vintage posters do i need that yes yes i do and it came in the night <laughs> yesterday i don't think Lindsay was, was very beautiful. impressed with it. it was beautiful Lindsay was not impressed but that's that's my biggest thing but at the same time it's just a vicious cycle that never ends. So I get down in the dumps. I go buy something and then I get mad at myself for spending money on something I didn't need. Does it look cool sitting on my shelf? Yes, it does. But that money could have gone towards bills, could have gone towards a new house, you know, bills. So, so many other things that that money could go into. So then I get depressed again and I'm like, well, I better buy something else. 
or, you know, <laughs> go to Sonic and get a giant ice cream. Like buying things is definitely my, my major vice. And if you've ever been to my home and you've been up in our office slash guest room, then you can see that that is an issue I have. I'm not as bad as some people. I try to remind Lindsay of that. Like, you know what? Like we have friends. Look at what they do. Look at what they buy. And, and right. it's far worse. And is it because I can't afford it? Yeah. Like if I could, if I was a millionaire, we would be in trouble. But I would at least have <laughs> multiple rooms where I could keep these things. You know, like here's my pop figure room. Here's my comic book room. Here's my movie room with all my cool posters I got signed. Like I just have to win the lottery so I can keep that going. But also say, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my money could be used in other ways. But I don't, I don't do a lot. Like that's one thing that makes me happy is stuff like that. And, and and watching movies and all that like that makes me happy. I'm like, at least I'm not addicted to crack. Like, sure, <laughs> I spend a lot of money on stuff that we don't necessarily need, but I'm not buying drugs on the street either. So take what you can get, right? Yeah, still, I mean, it, it's still a bad vice to have, but yeah, like you said, it can always be worse. Um, yeah, I was thinking, like, <clears throat> I, I, I kind of have an addictive personality, too. Never been to like alcohol and things like that. I've I've never really been. I can't even remember the last time I had a beer. Uh, I'm sure I was involved but, because I'm a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds about right. Um, no, I think I may have like I had a bad habit there when um, probably a year and a half, two years ago, where I would like. I have a very particular taste with beer. Uh, you kind of opened me up to the whole, you know, craft brewery scene. Mm-hmm a while back and so i went through the uh, tapped out trying to add as many different beers as i could and so like i would just go to kroger or uh the shell station here in hartsville which also has a beer fridge and you can get build your own six pack and so i would buy you know a six pack and then i would take a sip and be like Ugh, gross pour it out in the <laughs> like i know there's some people that would be like oh that's gross i'm gonna have to finish it faster <laughs> i was like uh gross out of my mouth and I would pour it down and open another one. And I would go through like four pounds. Like, okay, this one's okay. And then I would sit and drink half of it. And that was the rest of the life. Yeah. Um, but, you know, going back when I was younger, you know, I had, you know, different vices at different times uh, based on, I guess, um, where I was in my life at that time. Uh, the worst, the worst was smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which... My mom listens, so if you didn't know, yes, I used to smoke. I apologize. That was a terrible habit. And the reason I started smoking was the absolute dumbest reason you could ever start smoking. Um, and it was because I was like, they can't be that addictive. I bet I could quit. <laughs> Challenge accepted, self. Eight years later, um, it took having two kids and a wife whose understanding uh, of me smoking was waning thin who finally told me you know you're, I, if the girls grow up to smoke um, that's going to be on you and I was like well, uh, good point so that was when I quit but during that phase in my life it was right before we had our first kid I was working third shift uh, at the hospital in Gallatin and going to nursing school during the day so Monday through Friday nursing school Friday night Saturday night Sunday night working third shift, 12 hour shifts. So I was basically running on fumes for about 11 months. During that time, I developed a really nasty habit 
of getting off work, going to the gas station, getting a pack of cigarettes, a bag of uh, teriyaki, beef jerky, and a Red Bull. And in the 20-minute, 25-minute drive from the hospital to my house, would eat the bag of beef jerky while chain-smoking cigarettes and downing a Red Bull. The fact that my heart didn't explode <laughs> in my We're chest. We're lucky to have you today, I was going to say. <laughs> it was, and it was bad, like, not vice-related, but related to that story. I was working two different jobs in the hospital for two different companies. There was a company that rented out part of the third floor of the hospital at the time I was working for. Uh, and then there was the fourth floor of the hospital, which was owned by the hospital itself. And so there was a time when I started on the fourth floor that I was, I worked three straight shifts, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., got on the stairs, went up a floor, worked 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., and then went back downstairs, and worked 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., had to go back to the fourth floor for the fourth shift at about 3 o'clock in the morning because of caffeine pills, cigarettes, and Red Bull, my blood pressure went through the roof and my nose started bleeding. Mm. <laughs> and so I told the nurse, so that was part of that vice, you know, that I'll just you know, down a Red Bull, uh, go to the, you know, grocery store and, or the gas station and get a little bottle of caffeine pills to help me stay awake. Uh, but it was just, it was, like you said, it was a cycle. It was, you know, well, I'm tired, so I need something to stay awake because I've got to go to class Monday morning. Uh, so I'll just do my normal thing, you know, cigarettes beef jerky and caffeine uh, and like i said that was like 11 months it took and it took me a while to kick the whole energy drink habit. Yeah. i mean obviously it took eight years to quit smoking um but i mean it took i mean it was every time and that leads to another bad uh vice that i have that has gotten better in recent years snacks snacks could not go to the gas station without going inside and getting something a, a red bull a bag of chips a drink that I'd never had before. Uh, it was, it, I mean, it was just compulsion. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't go and get, just get gas. If that makes sense. I couldn't just go to a gas station, pump my gas and leave. It was like, well, while I'm here, uh, get some and I started looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most random. <laughs> um, but I would, I would, I would do it every single time. Every time I went, went out anywhere like yeah i don't need gas might as well run inside the gas station and grab something uh and i looked at how much i was spending it was nuts <laughs> like you look back and you're like i could have if i would have put all that money into a savings account i would be living fine right, right now instead i put them into my stomach like mm-hmm. an idiot see at least i buy tangible things i can touch and hold <laughs> i don't poop out later <laughs> I, <laughs> I touch and hold them for at least four to yeah food is definitely one of those for me too um we try to diet all the time but i I suck at it and it it goes back to if i'm having a crap day and i have some money i'm gonna like on lunch i'm gonna go out somewhere and get something that tastes good i'm not gonna eat these carrots you know it's just it yeah um circle back to your smoking vice uh smoking is not something i've ever truly done and I was fortunate enough to have a father who smoked and I hated it. Like I remember we would go on trips and vacation. I would crack the window and stick my mouth and nose out. Like I was subcanning. <gasps> I can't breathe. You know? <laughs> um, he, he smoked all the time and I, and I always, I grew up hating the smell. Like I couldn't stand it. Um, so that helped me. He also right. had 
you know, a stroke and, and, you know, that didn't help that either. So seeing his health issues and, you know, smoking can do that kind of um, deterred me from doing it. I did, however, I did go through some rebellious years. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that too, but with the smoking part, um, one time I stole some uh, tiny, they were in a pack of cigarettes. I guess they're cigarillos, like they're little cigars, but they were cigarettes. Right. They were just in front of the counter when I was getting gas. I'm like, I'm going to put that in my pocket. So I put them in my pocket. I uh, went to a party later that weekend and I had them and I tried to smoke one and I, and I was like, <coughs> you know, like I'm not a cool smoker. I didn't, I didn't hold it right. You know, <laughs> um, but I never, I never picked up smoking. And besides thanking my father for that, I can thank Philip Morrow for that because we go to this party and it's me, Ray Howard, my friend Philip, and there's a bonfire. And I have those cigarettes, little cigarellos, whatever the hell they are. And I pull one out and start smoking. And Philip's like, let me have one. And Philip smoked all the time. So he picked one out. He took the case. He took one out, lit it. And he's like, these are terrible. And he threw the entire pack into the bonfire. <laughs> so they were gone. So <laughs> I'd never bought one, never jacked one. I had bummed a puff or two off people in the past when I had been drinking. But I never... I've never bought a pack of cigarettes in my life. I just recently bought some Swisher Sweets for my dad for Christmas because he's so bored up there in Charlesdale County that he's picked up smoking. He calls them cigars, cigars. <laughs> we were up there yesterday and he said he was, he just drives around smoking his little Swisher Sweets. And I just laugh and talk about how ghetto that is. <laughs> it was like Snoop Dogg was bumping while he's going around Hartsville smoking his little Swisher Sweets. I'm like, I felt so embarrassed by those There's things. There's plenty to do here. <laughs> There's plenty to do here. Like, um, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you can, um, uh, there's also spoken like a true heart's <laughs> yeah, I grew up there. I know how that rolls. Well, it's not football season. Oh, that's true. But never, never, uh, never did smoking. I did drink. Um, I don't. I would never consider myself an alcoholic. I, I, I was also like you for a long time. Like I would, I still do. Like we still go to breweries and stuff. That's just something that Lindsay and I like to do together. And I don't ever get the same beer unless I absolutely love it. Like I like to try new beers. So if we ever buy a six pack, right. you build your own. Like she has, she loves IPAs, you know, hazy and I do too. But I also like to try new stuff because you just never know what's out there. There's not one beer I can say, you know what? That's my favorite beer. Like I really don't have one. I just like all kinds of beers. But back in the day, uh, when I met Jameson, and he became a bad influence in my life, him and the Wheat House boys, <laughs> I would drink Fireball all the time. Yeah. And you know what I hate? Fireball. I can't even smell that junk right now. I would throw up in this trash can. <laughs> Fireball is disgusting. <laughs> if you like Fireball, there's something wrong with you, or you've built up an immunity to it. Back when we <laughs> used to drink all the time, we would go to Wheat House shows in Lebanon, and they would start at 10 o'clock and pay, play to like 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. So we would just hang out, drink, drink, drink. They usually got free beer for playing there, and I was included since I would book them and was technically a part of them. And then they would bring their own liquor in their trucks outside. So we would, during breaks, we'd go out and, and sip on that. And I hated it. <laughs> Fireball is the devil. There's no, there's no way around that. Give me any other. I'll take Jaeger. Give me anything, but don't give me fireball or anything remotely close to it. Um, we would also drive home after that, which was terrible. 
And part of my advice then, besides the drinking, is I would go to Jack in the Box at 2 o'clock in the morning. Because Jack in the Box is terrible, but at 2 o'clock in the morning, after some fireball shots, it's a delicacy. It is delicious. <laughs> um, I, I honestly think, Roger used to go with us all the time, and I honestly think Roger hasn't listened to one episode yet. So I'm going to tell my favorite Roger story. So we're at Jimmy's in, in Lebanon. They played a show. Roger was there. We were hanging out drinking. Uh, neither one of us probably should have driven home, but him especially. So um, I, I told him, like, text me when we get home so I know you're all right because I invited you to the show, so it's on me. So Roger leaves, and it takes him a while. And I'm like, the next day, I finally – he texts me and said he's fine. Next day, he tells me that he makes it to the Walmart Lebanon, and he has to go to the bathroom. He has to go make boom boom. And he'd been drinking all night. So he goes to the bathroom. He's sitting there. And then, because of all the drinking, he has to throw up. Now, when you're drinking, you're not always thinking straight. I understand that. But when you sit on a toilet, there's that little gap between the toilet seat and your body. For whatever reason, Roger decided he could make it through that little hoop. (laughs) He did not make it through that hoop. And he puked all over himself <laughs> while he was while he was taking a poop. And oh. Oh, no. <laughs> that's my favorite Roger story. Like, like the without trying to picture him naked, like picturing him doing that is just hilarious every time to me. That aside from that story, there's another one. So sad spaceman, the music stuff. I started that at the end of the mind calendar. So I officially launched Sad Spaceman December twenty first, twenty twelve. So we had a end of the world party because who knew if we would make it through the night? Mine's might have been right. We could have been gone. So we had a party at my <laughs> one bedroom apartment and had like 20 people. And we were taking shots at Jaeger. And there's a picture. I'll have to find it. I can post it for this week's uh, episode where Roger is kind of starting to fade. Um, but we kept, you know, feeding him and Mike Wardlow Jaeger shots and booze and everything. So, Roger ended up puking outside my apartment. And I swear to you, that puke stayed there for two years. It stayed there for the full length <laughs> that I lived in that apartment. Like, I would go, I'm like, oh, that was a good night. Like, I see the little monument of Roger's puke. Um, poor Mike, um, he got home and he puked so hard that he popped a blood vessel in his eye and had a black eye for like two weeks. So that was like the craziest we ever got with drinking. Um, I'm fortunate, never hurt myself, never got into any accidents i definitely don't drink like that anymore um we'll move on from this but i have one more booze story that i just thought about so the last time last two times goodness the more i sit here i'm like oh wait a minute take this note what about this time and this time so two two more (laughs) booze stories so one um you know we like beer um so we started going to beer fests in, in town and that you know you could go and try all the beer you want you pay like 45 50 bucks and you just drink all day which is awesome so right. um we then discovered that we could volunteer and not have to pay so we volunteered for this beer fest and all yeah. we had to do was pour beer for half the day and then we get to drink the rest of the day well yeah we're gonna do that so unlike uh Lindsay, when she doesn't like a beer she either hands it to me or she pours it out I don't want to be rude. So if I don't like the beer, I just shoot it. Like, boom, gone, boom, gone. 
So we spend this whole afternoon <laughs> drinking and drinking and drinking. We uh, decide it's time to go. Call a uh, call an Uber. Someone stole our first Uber, so we had to get another one. But we get home, and the whole time, I think this was actually a cab. Maybe it wasn't an Uber. Maybe it was a cab. I think it was a cab because it was hot, and cabs are usually hot. And I don't do well in the heat, and I don't do well uh, drunk. So you have me drunk. It's hot as balls, and I have to go to the bathroom. So we're at, this is in East Nashville, so it's like 15, 20 minutes from our house. And I'm just like, ain't the whole time. Like, I am going to have to ask this guy to pull over. And I'm going to have to piss on the side of the street. Like, I'm not going to be able to hold it. So finally made it. I run to the house and just go behind one of the bushes because I couldn't make it like 10 feet inside. Um, but this <laughs> is the only recorded time in history that I've ever blacked out. So I've never blacked out before in my life. We get here. And I'm just on the couch, and I'm just, like, melting into the couch. And she's like, I'm going to go upstairs and lay down. I'm like, I'll be up there in a second. Six hours later, we both wake up and, like, what day is it? Like, where are we? <laughs> I just passed out on the couch. She passed out upstairs. And we said we shouldn't do beer fest anymore. Um, <laughs> that was the only time I ever blacked out. I've only thrown up from drinking once. And this is in the last six years. Wow. So, um, her Lindsay's sister wanted us to go. Her and her um, ex husband were going to a Predators game. Like, you should come have a drink with us before. Sure, that'd be fun. So, we park, we go have a drink at Roberts, which I hate that part of town. Uh, they go to the hockey game. So, we're walking back to our car. Everything's fine. We had like two beers, everything's fine. And we pass headquarters beer arcade. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's full of, like, arcade games. I'm like, that's so cool. Like, I've, okay. I've heard about this. I want to see it. Let's let's pop in there. So we popped in there, had a few more drinks, played some games, having a good time. And then her sister's like, oh, game's over. And like, oh, well, we're still here. So then they come and meet us. So her ex likes to feed you drinks. I don't know if it's a way for him to feel powerful, mm. feel cool. But... Um, you know, we've been drinking beer all evening, and he starts giving me vodka. You know, beer be- beer before liquor. Uh, you know, never been sicker. So, yeah. he's feeding me this vodka, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, I think I'm going to throw up. So, I go to the bathroom, which was coded in Marvel comic books. I remember it was like Maximum Carnage from Spider-Man. But every stall and every urinal is, is clogged up with someone. So, I'm just laying up against the wall, waiting for my turn. <clears throat> stall opens, I pop in, blah, vomit all in. And I felt better, like boot and rally. Like, that's the real thing. Like, you just puke in your boot and head back out. So <laughs> probably wash my hands, probably not. I don't know. I go back and I sit down on the stool and I'm just kind of like dazed and like, you all right? And yeah, like, what's on your shirt? I'm like, oh man, like I puke on my shirt. Yeah. And oh, no. I would never drink with this dude again. Um, we end up getting home somehow, but. That's the only time I've ever vomited. He also has a history of doing this to other people, and they vomited, including inside his truck, which is hilarious, because um, he had a nice truck, and then he got somebody drunk like that, and they vomited all in it and on the side of it. But that's as far as my vices go with right. Karma. As far as my vices go with alcohol, I think. Yeah, I think I think you know, I have. We could probably do a whole podcast about um, <laughs> stupid stories like that. Uh, 
but when I was thinking about vices, I was trying to like think globally, um, vices that I would have mm-hmm. that would be relatable. And I think one that often gets overlooked as a vice, but is a hundred percent a bad habit. Oh, yeah. Social media. Oh my God. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which I don't ever use Snapchat also could not tell you how to use that. Um, and I can't tell you how many times I have told myself, you know what? I'm not reading the comments ever again on Facebook posts because people yep. are horrible. And just as soon as I, I'm, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm done with Facebook. This place is a dumpster fire that is, has been raging for years. And no one's ever going to put it out. I'm just going to be done with Facebook. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, let me just go ahead and check out the, my feed on Facebook real quick. <laughs> And constantly pulls me back in. But I don't know what it is. It's, I mean, I guess I have just enough friends on there that have the same sense of humor as me. Um, also, I'm the one-man hype army for Sad Space Man videos. So I have to keep that. Yeah, I saw that. It was out of nowhere. He must have been bored. Maybe he was between selling houses. But, yeah, social media has got, I mean, it's got it's gotten to the point to where it's just mm-hmm. toxic, but there's something about it that's so addictive that you have to just, you keep throwing your, it's like a, um, being in a bad relationship. Like you want out, but something keeps dragging you into it. Like you keep giving. Like, I'm sorry, baby. I'm going to do that again. Come back on and uh, click on this link. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mark Zuckerberg to the entirety <laughs> of the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like I said, and I mean they own Instagram, so it's I mean, same. It's not as bad there, I would say, uh, but it, again, it all goes to the comment section uh, and just how vile we've all become. And I think that's also become a vice of people not having a an appropriate filter. Like I don't think people should be uh, censored as far as you know, not feeling like they can say how they feel. But people take that to the extreme where it's just vitriol it's just toxic and people say things that yeah just aren't acceptable on any level um but even knowing that i'm constantly going back and i constantly click the little you know comment button just to see what people are saying about it because you know like in my optimist side i want to be like oh i'm gonna find some awesome comments where people are super supportive and then the pessimist side of me is like, go in there and look mm-hmm. at the garbage. <laughs> look at the garbage. <laughs> um, and I have to refrain from commenting. Like, that's the biggest um, thing for me is trying to refrain from yeah. being pulled into that. Like, once it starts going down that rabbit hole of uh, hatred, like, there's a part of me that wants to be like a social justice warrior and be like, oh, yeah, well, right. you <laughs> suck. Got him. But I'm like, <laughs> now or i think of some witty combat com, or comeback and i'm like oh i know what i could say and then i type it out and then i'm like do i really want to like open my facebook an hour from now and see you know nine plus on the message thing and realize that now i'm in some wormhole with six other people who you know obviously don't have anything better to do and you're not gonna win and, hate, and now i'm gonna have to get back in there yeah yeah because there's no 
everybody's opinions already made up uh, about everything. We, yeah, can, there's no room for debate anymore. We know what we know. And everyone like else a grimace from McDonald's <laughs> is a god, and people will fight that, and they'll fight you, you know, tooth and nail because they think they're right. Like that, I hate social media for that reason, but I'm also addicted to it. Like I can't not get off of it. I mean, I I have to put my you know horror movie reviews up for you, and you know this podcast but yeah it's terribly toxic and you can kind of when you see something like an example today michael b jordan in talks to play superman and you can just look at the reaction you know you see that little hint of the reactions and you just see angry faces and laughing faces then you know you shouldn't open it because that's just people in there being buttholes right and you know what michael b jordan would be a fantastic superman there's like well superman was white well superman's a fictional character it doesn't matter he can be whatever we want him to be. He's an alien. Like, it doesn't matter. But people are going to argue about everything. And I hate it, too. Right. And I, 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 I've written many comments and then just deleted them uh, because I don't want to, like, life is stressful enough without some anonymous person behind the keyboard thinking they're better than everybody. I just don't have time for that. Right. Yeah, and talking about that, I actually I had gotten a back and forth with some people uh, a while back when the whole Idris Elba as James Bond um, thing popped up. And my whole argument had absolutely nothing to do mm-hmm. with race. It had to do with age. And it wasn't being an ageist. It was reading what the company that makes the movies, I can't remember. Well, whoever it is. Who, I can't remember who makes James Bond. But... MGM, maybe? <laughs> but maybe. That sounds right. Um, if it's not, I'm yeah. sure nobody will correct us. <laughs> um, but the whole thing was they they wanted another Daniel Craig, not in person, but in contract. They wanted a five film set, and they crank them out, you know, every two to four years. It's not, you know, every year there's a new James Bond movie. And at the time, Idris Elba was like 56, 57, somewhere in there. And my whole argument was he's too old to be believable by the yeah. time they get to that fifth movie. Cause you're talking about a 70 year old man. You want, and I, I, look, I understand movies are made um, to be, you know, fun. There's made to be an, uh, an escape from reality, but in my head, it's going to be hard for me to picture Idris Elba, the gorgeous uh, hunk of a man that he is at 70 saving the world from 20 year old yeah, yeah. Assassins. It just, I can't wrap my brain around that. So that was my whole argument. And people just went off the rails. And I'm like, I don't care what color James Bond is. What I'm saying is, is he's too old to play the role for what they want. He's going to be 70 by the time they get to that fifth film. Can you honestly say that a 70 year old James Bond is going to be as effective as a 50 year old? And that was even further because we shut down. <laughs> Yeah, the, the most recent James Bond movie was supposed to come out last April, and then it got pushed to November, and then it got pushed indefinitely to sometime this year, maybe. <laughs> so, so now, like you said, you're talking about you know him closing in on 60. Even if they did them every two years, that still puts him at 70 in yeah. number five. I just, I can't, I can escape reality <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> uh but when we talk about vices, you said we were going to get into the psychology of it. I looked up uh, absolutely zero uh, percent of that. I did no, no research on the psychology, but I did make some notes from personal opinion. Uh, and you kind of 
talked about it earlier that mm-hmm. addictive personality. You know, typically bad bad vices go with people that have an addictive personality, and they get addicted to something bad. Um, and you know, I have that addictive personality. It's just, uh, I guess, fortunate that that addiction didn't go to something more um, destructive, like yeah. drugs or alcohol. Because, um, I mean, I definitely I have addictions as far as, like I said, um, <clears throat> not just social media, but streaming platforms. I spend so much time watching YouTube videos, going down the YouTube rabbit hole, watching entire seasons of TV shows, you know, in, over the course of a couple, I just got to episode seven of WandaVision and I started that. Yeah, but that's maybe. understandable. Uh, and that's between <laughs> watching literally everything else. <laughs> um, but I mean, like I said, I do have that addictive personality. Like I get pulled into something and I just, it becomes like my obsession for, you know, a week, a month, maybe a year. Um, and so, like I said, I guess I'm just fortunate uh, which I think you probably are too. I don't know that you have any really destructive uh, vices. No, um, not really. I, I used to. Um, yeah, I used to do some stuff that we're not going to talk about on this one. We'll save it for a, a specific episode, maybe one that I voted for <laughs> this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, so growing up as as you know, I have a half sister, but she was never there. Never, not here now. Um, I, I was always really an only child for all intents and purposes. So my mom grew up with several brothers and sisters and she had a rough childhood and she always kind of projected that onto me. Like, you know, she had a rough childhood, so she doesn't want to have a rough time with me. So I was always a good kid. Like my first, um, my first right. beer I ever had was in a Sonic parking lot in Hartsville in a Sonic cup. Adrian Wright gave me a sip of it and I didn't like it. Um, my second taste of beer was when I called you after I broke, Chris and I broke up and, you know, crying because my allergies were so bad. And, you know, I'm going to get alcohol poisoning from Corona. It's like, I was always a good kid, but it, it, it does, you know, that, that persona does slip from time to time. I, um, I never did hard drugs because I was always scared. Um, besides, you know, right. being depressed, like I don't, uh, you know, I'm overweight. Um, you know, my blood pressure is not the best. Like if I did, you know, cocaine or something, what, what would happen to me? Like I always thought doing shrooms sounded fun. Like I had a friend that right. says she took mushrooms and she looked down at her feet and there were little people on her feet having a party. And then she decided that she couldn't move because she didn't <laughs> want to ruin the party. I'm like, that sounds like a fun time to me. Like I want smurfs on my feet too. But I've always been scared to do anything. The, the, the most I've ever done is like pain medicine. But even then it was prescribed, you know, but I wasn't in pain. Like that's, that's the worst I've ever did technically. Right. Um, but I totally, I totally get why people do it. Um, I've only seen cocaine once in my life and I ran the other way. Like, I'm like, what is that? Booger sugar run. You know, like <laughs> it was a scary <laughs> thing for me. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, and this, this was with a group of people I was with, like it was a bachelor party. I'm like, if that's what you want to do, I, I'm not going to judge you, but I don't want to touch it. And then it was already downtown on second Avenue and I was miserable. I didn't know anybody. So I was double miserable. And then that, so I was like triple miserable. So I'm just like sitting at the bar, but, um, I a hundred percent get why people do it. And I, another reason why I don't is I watch intervention. 
like I love intervention. And if, and if you ever want to know why you shouldn't do drugs or uh, inhale canned air, watch intervention because it will scare you to death because of how these people look and what happens. But I have had kidney right. stones in my life three times. And uh, I blame energy drinks, by the way. That's a good way to stop drinking energy drinks is to get kidney stones. But when I got kidney stones, <laughs> they say it's the male equivalent of giving birth. I don't know how accurate that is, but I hate it. It's awful. Um, but when you get the drugs, it's awesome. So I remember getting the drugs and I'm laying there and I'm in <laughs> so much pain. And they put an IV in my arm and then they <clears throat> inject morphine or whatever. And you just feel this warmth start at the top of your head and it goes all the way down to your toes and you're just on another planet. And it's like, it's a good feeling, man. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like that's a good feeling. And I, so I completely understand why people do it. Also life sucks. Life sucks, man. Like it has ups and downs. Yeah. Like we, we enjoy what we enjoy, but life kind of sucks. And for other people, it sucks worse. So why would you not want to get something like, get something like that to escape you and I can sit down and watch a movie and be fine but some people can't right. do that so like, you know what I need to go do some meth so I can feel better today and then like well I feel bad again the next day what are you gonna do do more meth but you know having kidney stones three times and getting those drugs like I, I get it um but I've never I've never I don't think I've yeah. ever even seen a drug dealer unless I you know besides when I'm at a Walmart somewhere walking around and even then I don't know you know like I've never had that <laughs> desire. Um, yeah. The only time I ever quote abused drugs end quote would be Ambien. And I promised a couple people that I would tell more Ambien stories right. when we got to this episode. So I have a couple Ambien stories. So Ambien is a sleep aid. I couldn't sleep. I went through a time in my life where I, I could not go to sleep. And it's probably because my apartment was haunted or my stalker was outside my window screaming at me. But I couldn't sleep. So I, I go to the doctor and they're like, well, do you have sleep apnea? And I'm like, I don't know. Well, if you have sleep apnea, Ambien could kill you. Here it is. Here's your script. And she, and she sends me out the door. <laughs> so, like, okay. <laughs> so you know, when you, whenever you get a prescription and the, the pharmacist's like, you, you have any questions? You're like, nope, I got it. And then you take it and you go, I, I'm that person. I also don't read the labels. If, if Zoe, my dog, is on medication, I read the labels three times before I give her her medicine. If it's my own medicine, I don't read it. I just assume I know what I'm doing. Ambien, I did not know what I was doing. So the first time I took it, um, when you take it, you're supposed to lay down. Like you take it, you lay down, you go to sleep. That's what you're supposed to do. I thought you took it and then you just kind of hung out right. for a minute. And then you got real sleepy and you lay down. <laughs> that is not the way it works. So... I told the story about the Civil War ghost in our ghost episode <laughs> while I was in the bathtub. So the other right. other stories I have, um, one was, this is when MySpace was a big thing. <laughs> you know, remember MySpace? I wish I could still get on to MySpace because mm -hmm. I've had some cool pictures on there I would like to have. But MySpace, I love MySpace. You could put pictures on there, like in your uh biography you could add a picture you could have a song on there like it was the coolest so i was dating her all the time and um i was also trying to be a cool photographer like i was trying to take pictures for a living <laughs> idiot and um so there was this girl that i was working <laughs> with at, at walmart at the time and she's like well you know i'm trying to be a model and all this other stuff so she wanted me to like like we could help each other like i would take pictures of her so i did this so while on Ambien, I put right. her pictures like 
on the background of my laptop and on the top of my MySpace page, like the top picture was her. That got me in trouble. That wasn't that bad. I also once changed my whole MySpace profile to like a Jamaican Rastafarian theme. So I woke up and I got on Facebook and it was all Jamaican. It was like some Bob Marley playing. I don't remember doing this at all. And that's what's scary about Ambien is you literally don't remember anything. <laughs> like I woke up the next day and I had to be told what a jerk I was and what I did. Cause I, or I would just wake up and see it and be surprised. Um, I painted pictures once. Mm. Um, I didn't own paint or canvases. Nice. I was also single <laughs> at this time, and I woke up to paintings that I had painted. So that means I got up and I went to the store and bought paint and canvases, came home, painted on said canvases, and then went to sleep. But so I, I, I did this a lot because taking an Ambien was it was very similar to just getting drunk, and it was a hell of a lot easier. Now, yeah, you tell me I got to drink like six beers to feel this good, or I can right. just pop one pill. So. The worst story I have with Ambien, um, I started to build up an immunity to it. So I would take an Ambien and it wasn't working. So naturally, I started taking two. I had a friend who worked at Walmart. His name's Kerwin. And um, Kerwin did not have a driver's license or insurance. So I was at home. I popped two Ambien. And I think I was laying in bed at the time and my phone goes off. And I'd probably had this ambient in my system 30 minutes or so, which is more than enough time for it to start. He's calling me from the back of a cop car. Right. He's like, I need you to come get me. I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, are you serious? Like, so I'm not feeling it yet. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to go pick up Kerwin. He got, he's getting arrested. I go to pick him up. And where we are, there's it's, um something Jackson in Hermitage, but there's two lanes, there's a divider, and then there's two more lanes. So he's in the far left two lanes, and I'm driving on the other ones, and I see the cop car. So I pull over. Instead of going around and getting behind the cop car, I pull over on my side, and I get out, and I run across all these lanes and the median over to this cop car, pulling my pants, my pants are falling down. And I'm laughing. I asked the cop, I'm like, can I please take his picture before we go any further? And he's like, sure. So he let me take a picture of Kerwin in the back of this cop car where he's flipping me off. (laughs) That was when it started to hit me. Like, I I didn't know where I was. (laughs) So um, I I have to take him home. His car gets towed. Um, He gets a ticket. There's a picture of us together Mm -hmm. where my eyes are glazed over holding up his ticket like we were some gangsters. I still have that picture. It will be posted this week. But um, I go home, go to sleep. So I say all that to say, I didn't remember any of this. So I woke up the next day, and I had 20-something pictures of what went down that night. And I'm like, what is this? Like, the girl was, I was with, I'm like, what? when did this happen? She's like, are you serious? Like, are you serious right now? And I'm flipping through these pictures. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this. And then I start to piece it back together. And like, I remember driving him back and I'm like sunk down low into my seat, like driving 20 miles an hour. I'm like, I, I would have, that's driving under the influence, you know, like, <laughs> and that was when I decided maybe Ambien right. isn't the best thing for me. 
<laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, talking about go doubling back because two your pain pill stories and then your ambient story all tie into one story I have related to pain pills. Um, I've only had prescription pain pills three times in my life. I pulled a muscle in my chest uh, working at a summer camp. I had shoulder surgery. And uh, when my bottom lip exploded on the back of uh, Chelsea's head playing kickball. Yeah. Yeah. Got pain pills for that. The only prescription of them I ever finished was for this shoulder surgery. And that's because the doctor told my uh, girlfriend, now wife at the time, Megan, um, that to prevent any breakthrough pain, I need to take them every four hours. And so she was on Mm -hmm. a mission to make sure that I was not hurting. God bless her. Such a wonderful (laughs) human being. Why she's with me, I still don't know. (laughs) But I'm going to protect this relationship with everything that I have. Not a lot. (laughs) I'm not a catch. Anyway, um, so she was giving them to me every four hours. I lost two days of life just laying on the couch asleep. Just wake up, glass of water, pain pill, back to sleep. (laughs) Um, But when I tore the muscle in my shoulder, I was working at a summer camp for special needs people. The doctor gave me the prescription for pain medicine. I was like, I need to be alert during the day because I'm caring for people's children that have disabilities. But at night, the way the camp was set up, two counselors slept in the, um, mm-hmm. I guess what you would call like the common area, so that they would watch, they could be there to help them if they needed anything um, in the halls. And then the rest of us slept in a uh, staff bunk area. So I would take a pill, lay down, and, you know, use that as something to help with the pain so I could sleep. Because if you've never actually pulled a muscle, like people are like, oh, I pulled a muscle. No, if you have, like, close to tearing pulled a muscle, it is horrible pain, Mm -hmm. especially when it's in a muscle that you use frequently, like your chest muscle. Um, So I would take the pain pill, and I would lay down. At that time, all I listened to was like rock music, um, alternative stuff like that. Had never really listened to country rap, anything outside of that genre. I was very, you know, stuck in that rock genre mood. Um, but a friend of mine at the camp introduced me to Bob Marley, and that, with a pain pill, was the greatest <laughs> music that has ever been made. I would lay there, I would put my headphones on, connect them to my CD player, my Walkman, and for the kids that don't know what that is, it was like an MP3 player that required physical media to be put in (laughs) so that you could listen to music, and I would pop the Bob Marley CD in, and I would drift away, still in pain, but completely didn't care. Like you said, just the the best feeling ever. I would just listen to um, the CD from beginning to end and just be completely content with the world. (laughs) So yeah, that's that's really the only uh, pill story that I have. Uh, it was never really, like I said, I never really abused them. I only got three three scripts, never got any refills. But two of the three scripts that I got filled, I never finished. You uh, sold them? One of them I sold. To one of the other entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> the other ones are still in my bedside table. Um, they're like two years expired. <laughs> so. Anybody wants some expired pain pills, 
don't call me because I'm not going to do that. Right. I think, I think our advice getting is pretty mild. I think, we, I think we've done pretty well <laughs> oh. in life. Yeah, and um, I want to say I, I used to I used to be a jail nurse, for those of you who don't know, and I would work in jail. And the biggest thing that I tried to help people with, I am by no means a expert on psychology or uh, habits or addiction. But if you have a bad advice, the biggest suggestion I could give to you is to replace it with a positive advice. Uh, you're gonna, you're if you have an addictive personality, you're gonna be addicted to something. Yeah, it, uh, it's uh, cold hard facts. <laughs> you're gonna be addicted. It's gonna happen, and it's what you do with that addiction. You turn it into something positive or something negative. May not be the best advice for everybody, and I am not giving anybody advice. I'm just telling you from personal experience is try to turn yeah. a negative into a positive outlet. That's all we can do. Like, but, of course, unfortunately, vices yeah. are all relative, too. So. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Different, different strokes, circumstances different and different situations for different people. Um, and, yeah, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Again, we're not, this is not a platform for self-help or anything like that, but honestly, just don't be afraid. There's so such a bad stigma to a lot of those things that people yeah. you know, don't feel like there's yeah. a way to get help. There's always somebody that can help. There's always somebody that loves you that's willing to do something. And if nobody you, loves you, we do. Hit us know, up. At your darkest time. So. Oh. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, um, All right. I, I hope think you it's learned time to throw in the towel in the name of science, thing. or at least laughed a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening, and please share. Come follow us on the World Wide Web. We are on Facebook and, heck, and Instagram. Maybe we'll even get one of those TikToker accounts one day. I just got to get a new clock. That's what <laughs> that would I, don't, I don't TikTok. I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a vice. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we love you. Yes, even you. Um, <laughs> and I'm Jay. I'm Kellen. And don't do drugs. And until next time, keep it weird. Hashtag treat yourself. <laughs>